that. I just simply want to just share with you, just for, it's going to be very brief, uh, something that can help set the stage for our communion time today. I'm going to read the passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in verse 23, which simply says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in, and I, if, if you've got a pen, circle that word remembrance. In remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in, and there's the word again, remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show the Lord's death until he comes. I just want to express to you something very simple today. And I, and I just pray that you'll pick up on this very quickly. The word remembrance in this passage is not what you think it is. Last Sunday, we spent the majority of the day remembering we were remembering our history, our past. We even talked a, a little bit about our future, but we remembered. That's one aspect of remembrance. But the remembrance that Paul is talking about here is very, very different. Very different. It's a word that stands out. And the word, the term remembrance, in this context right here is simply not what you might think it is. It is far more. When we remember something today, we're thinking back on something. But in the New Testament, remembrance is far more. There is a word for this that's in the New Testament, and it'll come up on your screen here, I believe, it probably. Uh, and the word is anamnesis. Say that word with me. Would you do that? Anamnesis. And what this is is taking an act that occurred in history. And by the way, communion has a great history. It did not necessarily begin when uh, Jesus shared it with his disciples at the Last Supper. This, this thing has a history that reaches way back into, uh, into the Egyptian captivity of Egypt, or, or the Israel's captivity in Egypt, and that we call the Passover. And so this has carried forward, but with vastly different meanings and everything. But the thing that I want you to understand about this, it's not, and it is taking act in the past, carrying it into the future with the same power and authority that it was in the past. Nothing is lost. And I think that's important because when you come to this place of communion this morning, the power of God that set an entire nation free from their captors. The power of God that caused the Red Sea to open up. The power of God that was used to supply every need of this entire nation for years and years as they zigzagged their way through the desert. That same power is available right here this morning. Please don't doubt that. That same power. 
And you can bring whatever need it is that you may have this morning, whatever it is. And I, I ask you in the name of Jesus simply to believe God's power is available to me in this moment as I hold that little piece of bread and that little cup. This power comes to me. It comes to me because God says it, and it is so. And so I want you to remember that. It is an action word. It is an action that has been buried in the past, but it's just as real and vibrant today as it ever has been. Today, let's stand, shall we? Let's stand together. We rejoice in all of the good things that God's done this morning, and it's been a lot of them. Lift your hands for the blessing of God. Let's do that. Father, may the Lord bless and keep every person in this room, in the overflow area, throughout this church. Father, I pray that our lives will be truly a reflection of your presence. Father, help us to go in the peace of God in our hearts and also with the assurance that the power of God is going with us too. We thank you for this. Let this week be a day, a week of blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.